0: Uh, good morning, my friends I, I was recently at a wedding in fact, just uh Saturday night and um, I was kind of disturbed when I sat and talked to uh, friends that I had actually attended church with over the last couple of years and when I was talking to the husband he he made reference that he was really struggling with his faith and I said in what way and he said, struggling to believe that Jesus Christ is who he says he is or who the Bible says he is he 's really struggling at that and it really took me back because I thought um, You know, I've been in the same church for a while. I haven't been his pastor, but I've been in the same church. And I just thought to myself, maybe we assume that everybody in church knows. Maybe we assume, or maybe the attack of the enemy has been so successful to say that Jesus is just a good man and that the church is really getting overly excited about this. And really, you know, um, Jesus is just kind of a prophet and a good man and he's one way to get to heaven and and has that really affected the church and I pray that it hasn't but I guess it has and so as a pastor I just thought you know we need to look into this so over the next couple days uh, or even more I want to look at who is Jesus Christ and I want to look at from Hebrews chapter 1 verses 1 through 3 if you'll Turn in your Bibles there or just listen along, however you uh, do the podcast with me. Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. If you're in the Hebrew study on um, Thursday night, these will be familiar with you, but you can never hear them enough. Uh, Verse 1. In the past, God spoke to our forefathers through the prophets as at many times and in various ways. He's setting it all up here. The writer's saying in the past, in the years past, in the time gone by, from the created uh, beginning of time, God spoke to our forefathers through the prophets at many times and in various ways, dreams, interpretations, all kinds of things, um, epiphanies, um, visitations, angelic stuff, all kinds of ways. He spoke to them. Verse two, but in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, Jesus Christ. In the days that we live in, jesus is the one who has been the messenger of them and he's also the message whom he appointed heir of all things and through him he made the universe there's two separate things here in in whom he appointed heir at jesus incarnation when he came we know in john chapter 1 verse 14 it says and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us jesus christ came wrapped in human flesh and he became um, a human. It's God and human connected, the hypostatic union, the the joining of these two natures, God's nature in a human form so that he could pay the price for our sins. So he became um, the heir of all things. And in Luke chapter 1, 32 through 33, when um, the angel is speaking to Mary, he said that this child in your womb is going to take the throne of David. In Jesus' humanity, he would... He would assume the throne of David, which was prophesied in Psalm chapter two, um, and in many places where this this Messiah would come, and he would continue the reign in the kingdom and the kingdom of David. Uh, John chapter sixteen and verse fifteen. You're going to hear me flip a lot of pages over the next couple of days, and uh, that's because it's not my opinion. It matters. It is the word of truth. John chapter sixteen verse fifteen says, "All things, all that belong." To the Father is now mine. That is why I said um, my spirit will take from what is mine and make it known to you. God um, in in his son, Jesus Christ, his incarnate incarnate son, the humanness of of God wrapped in human flesh. God wrapped in human flesh. He made him heir of all things. Um, Listen to this. It says the incarnate son. Um, having performed the work of redemption, was gloriously exalted to the position of the firstborn heir of God. He received the inheritance of God's estate, all things. Although he was the creator of all things, as we saw in that verse, because he uh, completed the work of redemption, he became heir of all these things. And ultimately, when he returns again, he will be the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords in all things finally will be put under his feet in subjection. Now, why is that important to you and I? It's important to understand who he is, and it's important to understand that our relationship with him through our acceptance of him as Savior and him cleansing our sins makes us something very special, not just Christians. It makes us something even more than that. In Romans chapter eight and verse 17, it says, Now, if you are children, then you are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his suffering in uh, in order that we may also share in his glory. So we are joint heirs with this heir. It's important without Jesus leaving the glory of heaven, wrapping himself in human flesh, living a- sacrif- or living a sinless life, dying a sacrificial death, and raising from the grave. You and I are hopeless and helpless. We're still in our sin. But because we know that Jesus came, because he lived a sinless life and because he died and he rose again on that third day, we now can become partakers of everything that he has done. Not because of works that we have done, but because of the work that he has done. Secondly, in verse two, it said that he has created all things. He's the creator. He's God's creative agent. Let's look back at John chapter 1. Remember those first 18 verses of John are vitally important to understanding who Jesus is and who wrote that? Jesus' best friend who knew him well. In John chapter 1 and verse 3, it says, through him, Jesus, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. He is the creative agent. He carried out the plan of God on, in all creation, and it was it was at creation when you and I, when man was first created, and then he came, he wrapped himself in human flesh, and and give us the opportunity to become the sons and the daughters of God. Without Jesus Christ, nothing happens. Without Jesus Christ, and who He says He is, and who He proved to be, this world would stop existing. He's not just a prophet. He's not just a good man. He is everything that he said he would be and who his father said he is when he spoke two different times saying, this is my son in whom I am well. Please listen to him. Who the angels said he would be. Who the prophets said he would be. Let's look at Colossians chapter 1 and verses 15 through 20. It's it's uh, subtitled in my Bible, The Supremacy of Christ, but just reading it, you would understand why that is the case. In Colossians chapter 1, verse 15, it says, He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. All things were created by him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold Together, And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, meaning he went first so that in everything he might have supremacy. For God was pleased to have all. I looked up all in the Greek. It means all all, and now I've lost my place, his fullness dwell in him and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood, shed on the cross, peace, that restoration between God who, who has to judge sin and Jesus who became sin for us, the price was paid and all of the anger, the righteous anger of God was placed on his son, On the cross, Jesus paid the price. And because of that, you and I are co-heirs with this beautiful, creative agent. And his name is Jesus Christ. He's not just a prophet. He's not just a good man. Back to Hebrews chapter 1. Verse three, the sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by the powerful word, his powerful word, after he provided purification for sin, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. And that term majesty in heaven means the right hand of God. The radiance of God's glory. As the brilliance of the sun is inseparable inseparable from the sun itself, so the sun's radius is inseparable Radiance is inseparable from his deity, for he himself is God, the second person of the Trinity. And I'm getting all excited and speaking and stumbling over my words. Sorry about that. But I am excited because I love talking about my Savior. I love bragging about him. I love making him known to people. He is exactly who he said he is. Let's look at John chapter 1. Uh, Two verses, verses 14 and 18, and then I want to close in prayer if I can, if I can, if I can, and I'll try. John chapter 1, verse 14, the word became flesh and made his dwelling amongst us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father full of grace and truth. And who is this word? Look at verse one. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was God in the beginning. Jesus Christ, the word of God wrapped himself. In human flesh, he's the radiance of God's glory as the son has raised the God. The father has the son and he is the exact image and he's connected to the father. Verse 18. No one has ever seen God, but God, the one and only who is at the father's side has made him known. Where is Christ? He is at the father's side. And it says of him, he's the one and only who is at the Father's side, he's made him known. There is nothing hidden that Christ has not made known about the Father. There is nothing that we need to see more that would show us the Father than the Son, Jesus Christ. He came and he glorified his Father. And in John chapter 17 in verse six, he says, Father, now glorify me again. I've completed the work with the glory that I had Before the beginning of time. Jesus is not just a good man. Jesus is not just a prophet. Jesus is not one way to heaven. John chapter 14 verse 6 says, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. Jesus speaking to Thomas and the disciples saying, you know where I'm going. And you can go there. But the only way you can go there is through me. And for you and I today, the only way, the only way to get to the Father is through Jesus Christ, His one and only Son. Let me pray for us. Numbers chapter 6, verse 24. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn His face toward you and give you peace. God bless you. Until we talk again.